All right, everybody, we're live, segment two. Oh, look at On this what? Sunday afternoon, Jules yelling at me to turn the pod back on. Jules, take well, it away. If we were going to give a rundown, we're going to start talking about pro, pro sports, uh, pro football. Now. That's what we're doing here. We're watching games. So, and, and we got the Texans who are getting absolutely smoked by uh, Denver. Denver Broncos and Drew Locke. Starting, yeah, Drew Locke for the second time in his career. And he's a rookie, right? What's that? He's a rookie, right? Yeah, he's a rookie. He's taken like the fifth or seventh round or something like that. I actually, we can go back because we have this on ticket. Or on pod. On pod. Uh, thought that he may be one of the really good quarterbacks coming out of that draft class. I liked him out of Missouri. Uh, and I thought that Denver got him as a steal. I want to say in the second who, or third who round. Who went to West Virginia? Who was that quarterback? Oh, I don't remember. From the guy with like the long hair, kind of. I okay, because that's who I was thinking about. it was. But well, yes, Locke went to Missouri. Yeah, no, Locke was supposed to be your first round draft pick. At one point in time, going into he was like the number year, one draft, the number one quarterback, something like that. He was close to. Gotcha. He was close to. So anyway, he's obviously finding great success because he's beating the Houston Texans 38 to nine at in Houston. Unbelievable. The reason this matters so much to me personally. Let me just say though. Let me just just that. No, no, you're gonna bring up your football, your your fantasy team. Let me just say. The Texans fighting for a playoff spot. They are one game ahead of Tennessee. What the fuck did you think I was going to say, Todd? I am going to talk about your stupid fantasy. I was going to talk about that. And okay. Gonna... All right. All right. So, Keith gave us a pointer of talking over each other. And look what you're doing. Yeah. You're talking it up. I felt like it was necessary. Unnecessary. unnecessary. That's the whole point. That's what he's saying. It's tough to listen to. Yeah. That's on me. Personal to me because of my fantasy team. Oh. Trying to get Sorry, in the playoffs. Okay. No, I got it. You want to kill me right now. You're furious. Furious. You're right. <laughs> you, you, fuck, you fucked it all up. All right. Anyway, you, and the other thing that you're fucking up is mm-hmm. the fact that we don't just watch. I'm watching currently Indianapolis versus Tampa Bay. Who gives a fuck about that? Instead of watching San Francisco and New Orleans and just staying with this game. You want to stay with the fucking red zone and it's just ridiculous. Because the other game goes to commercials and this So they go back to, do you know, they invented the remote control. Have they now? Which you can you can flip to the red okay. zone. Listen, I, I I would argue the red zone is the superior watch. We're but. watching the Jets in Miami right now. I know, and that's what we can actually talk about. What's that? Look, I went to your game, Jules. What do we got? We got a commercial. Yeah, right we do. We wouldn't have had a commercial if we had seen the turnover in the game where San Francisco basically just got the ball back. They're down by two points, 30-28 to 28 in the third quarter. But we're not watching that game. We're watching the Dolphins we and the still, Jets. We still would have gotten... The term, the, the commercial break. PTI has the same conversation where Kornheiser watches the Red Zone channel and Mike Wilbaugh, maybe it's a black white thing. Oh, yeah. so what do they say? Or a black Jewish thing. It's Kornheiser, Kornheiser also. Jewish. That of the tribe. What? What do they, do they argue about it kind of? About like what the better way to watch a game is? Yeah, Wilbaugh just kind of dumps on him as I am doing you for watching the Red Zone channel rather than watching a full football game. Which is more interesting. Oh, I know. It's raining so hard. We're we got a little game. disruption with the satellite right what? now. The rain is on, and uh, we've lost our signal. They say it's never supposed to rain in Southern California, but... And yet here we are. Apparently, we, we may not be watching any football at all. The, the Disney holiday party uh, was moved from yesterday to today because of the rain. And it really didn't rain much yesterday. Yeah. Todd, are you gone? No, I am not. Yeah. Is it the rain? No, it is not. It's the fact that it's in Burbank. You're so committed. And I got football to watch. And you got football to watch. So I'm more, 
I respect your commitment to the pod to the and football. And we got pod to pod. Oh, 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 over your career. We got pod to pod. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I feel the same way. I feel the same way about mine. By the way, one of the things on my list it's was... Coming down. Go ahead, yeah. And since we since we got a commercial, we're and still on a commercial on this game. It is a little crazy, but I'd rather watch a commercial than the Jets Dolphins. To tell you the truth, well, most people I think would agree. Okay. So anyway, mm-hmm. I had OG lawyer move because a what? OG lawyer move because okay. he got in this thing with one of our, one of our listeners, Mike Moultrie. I uh, who I'm playing in fantasy football. Who you're playing? I gotta fantasy? stop interrupting you. I gotta stop doing that. I no. keep doing it. Sometimes I think it makes the conversation move along, so okay. I think you're fine here. Okay, good. Anyway, no, I'm representing one of his family members, and it's my last workers' compensation case. Got a workers' compensation case, hated it, like, closed down my firm, and one of the things that people think is basically that I was, like, running out of the business, and... Is that what people think? Oh, for sure, like, or that, wasn't, hack it? or that I wasn't making money or whatever, and, and I... Hand to God. People think you couldn't hack the workers' comp game? Hand to God. As I was getting out, people were still trying to refer me files. I just, I really hated it. I had hated it for like five years. And it was basically, at some point in time, it was either I'm going to do this or I'm not. Mm-hmm. So I'm working in civil litigation. And, uh, but also like doing things like the pod and wrote a book and all these different okay. things. All right. So give enjoy it. It's a short life. You got to enjoy it. You got to right. love it. That's right. And we're all, we're all running out of time. And like the other thing already. about it is I got enough experience as a lawyer that I'm going to make money. So whatever. So, so yeah, the OG lawyer move. My last case, right? Mm-hmm. This person has a couple of lawyers before me. So you have to do this fee split, right? One of the lawyers only had the case for 100 days, so I talked to him, he's like, 250 bucks. I'm like, done. Right, this is my last case. I'm trying to get out. I, I, yeah, I'm yeah. not going to do this. Well, I, I, I took this as a favor, honestly, to Mike, and I am happy to do it. Mike also gives us great feedback on the pod. Yeah. Always has our back. Yeah. So anyway, Mike's the most consistent feedback giver. So and we appreciate him. He could be the listener of the year. Could, could be. Yeah. Although Keith, you know. Keith is making a run. Well, let's see if he, let's see if he keeps listening. It's an open competition. There we go. Yeah. Some motivation. Mm-hmm. So anyway, oh, but I gotta give some love to Chris Tippin because he always listens and honestly always gives us love too, and he listens to consistently all the time. Yeah. So it's, it's a great. Well, it's an open, it's an open conversation. Like Where gets to see Todd do his naked belly dance? Yeah. Quite the prize. As soon as we get right, as soon as we get paid, by the way. So 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 anyway, I have to split. I have to split the fee with this other attorney who had it honestly for more time than I did, but. At the time, that they, the reason that that this client came to me was because they were trying to convince them to settle the case for twelve grand, and, and honestly, this created like incredible stress on their life. So we ended up selling the case for eighty grand, right? Ooh. So so I sit there and I say to them, you know, uh, you guys wanted to convince them to sell the case for twelve grand. I'll give you exactly the fee that it would have been for that grand. settlement. And a little bit more, uh, and and we would be done with this. But then I also did throw on a little line there. I said, "You guys are well known for selling cases for undervalue." So I believe. Wow. So I so I believe throwing so, haymakers. So, but this is the opening salvo. I'm negotiating. I'm kind of negotiating from a point of weakness. So I kind of have to go. Okay. Uh, sometimes you have to be aggressive. Got to go hard. So so anyway. By the way, this firm is tangentially linked to the pod and you. Because Jonathan Bryan is, who also was in our fantasy league for one year, 
fantasy I remember the name. baseball or football works for this firm. But it's not him that I'm talking to. Okay. So, and had I talked to him, it probably would have been a, a much different easier, tone. different negotiation entirely the whole okay. time. So, so basically, uh, this guy comes back and he says, because they're trying to take like half of the fee, mm-hmm. uh, way more than what they would have gotten in 12 grand, right? So, this guy comes back and he goes, and he goes, your reputation for not making money is is like well known. So, but this doesn't matter to me. Whatever, I could care less yeah. what he says to me. You know what else he says though? Is that if if your client, because I said if this were going to trial, my client would our clients would testify that you tried to have them accept the settlement. So this is further evidence of why you should accept the fee that I'm offering you, right? Right. All right. So he goes, well, then your client would be uh, would be prosecuted for perjury, right? So. So, because he think, because he says we never tried to convince her to accept the settlement for twelve thousand dollars. Okay. And this is, or he goes, this isn't reflected in my notes. But by the way, why does she have a reason to lie? Yeah. Uh, this honestly, she came out. Of, but do you have any documentation supporting it? No, but I have. Why yeah. and why does she have a reason to lie about it? She has, she has, she has no idea about how I make my money or yeah, what the yeah, split yeah. is or any of these things. This is what she says. And, and if we're going to go in, it actually caused her to suffer a medical condition. So she's like, I vividly remember them trying to convince me to take this settlement and realize, and feeling like this is way less than I should ever have to settle my case for okay. because I worked for this employer for a long period of time. So, so you know, she's going to testify this. So they say, so they basically, he basically threatens to uh, prosecute her with perjury, right? It's like a cardinal sin in lawyering. Uh, you can't do that. Can't what? You can't threaten somebody with either a civil uh, civil matter or with an administrative hearing in order to gain advantage in a civil lawsuit. And you especially can't do that against one of your clients. And technically, because they represented her at one point in time, she's forever their client. Right, right. I've heard you, that. You have, you have to protect them from attorney-client privilege and all these things. So basically, they are now threatening their client. Did you write that? What's that? Did you write that back? Thousand percent. What did he say? And I say, hey, you guys, you got something. He goes, maybe you read this wrong. And I go, and, I, and this is all I wrote. You put all of this in writing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then he tries to back off, and I go, listen, like I know Jonathan Bryan, and I know uh, these other guys who I've worked with at this firm before. If they want to call me within the next week, then maybe I won't send all this information into the state bar and have your license. And he basically gets on, and I go, "You got a week to make that call." So then, so then he basically, <laughs> so then he basically sits there and he is silent because it's the weekend. And I intentionally don't look for his email all the way through Thanksgiving because I wanted him to fucking sit still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so at the end of the day, even if he sent it, you know what I mean? Just let it sit there. Just let it, just let it sit there. So he sends something back, and he goes, he goes, "It's not my money." <laughs> he goes, he goes, "What would you accept to settle this?" Right? So. You give him the, the the 12k thing. I gave him a little bit more because okay. number one, I know Jonathan Brian. I know those guys. I'm getting out of it. I don't give yeah. a shit. Yeah. I don't really need the money, you know. So and that's what I said to him. I go, I go. Listen, the reason I got out of work cop was because I hated it. I don't need the money, which is evident in the fact that not only am I negotiating this, but I had already cut my fee for this for for, and it's because it's Mike's, you know, a relative of Mike. And all these different reasons, but I cut my fee and I didn't have to do that. Yeah. So for all these reasons, it's not really about the money. And I go, at the end of the day, I'm not a vindictive person. I'm not sitting I'm not sitting here trying to rat somebody out, quite frankly, okay. to the state bar. And and 
if I'm being honest, this was all a negotiation tactic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, yeah. I, all I wanted was the money. So, so, so I did it up, get figured out? So I ended up, yeah, give them a couple bucks more than, than, than the 1200 get it done. It's a good over. move. It's a good move. Yeah, and this is the thing. This is the advantage of getting older and being in your profession. Wiser. You're a little wiser. You're a little hopefully, wiser. Hopefully you get a little better. I agree. There's nothing wrong with that. I hope you get better at the pop. Well, we're going to go back to the red zone because that's better. Wow, Todd. Uh, a bold statement from you. What's the score of the New Orleans Saints game at least? Give me that. It is 35-33. They've got a great game. It's a good game. Potentially it's a good play. game. Well, and I'm watching the Bengals and the Browns, yep. or Tampa Bay, and, and how well, can you prefer this? I can't, but the thing is, I need Joe Mixon not to score right now. Okay. That's why I want to watch this Cleveland-Cincinnati, because they are on the two. Todd, you're putting but a fancy team again, uh, above all. Well, it's a commercial. You're a selfish game. bastard. Yeah. You are a selfish oh, motherfucker. No, please. Uh, and, and the other game that we got is Indianapolis and Tampa Bay, and you got... What is the future of either one of those franchises? Indianapolis is strong. I mean, do you really like Jacoby Brissett as a starting quarterback uh, long-term? I like him enough. I don't think he's going to be a superstar, but right. I think you can win a Super Bowl with him. Okay. You know, if you have a really good organization. I mean, they've got a great line. They played pretty well, and then they kind of fell off. Just scored right there. Just scored right there. Put themselves Oh, Pascal, that's my boy. Well, you got him started? Got him started. Wow, look at you. Yeah, man. No big deal. Uh, and look at your, look at your Cincinnati Bengals. Staying stay with the Browns. They could they could win themselves out of this first pick. They're probably not going to. Well, it, it, this is going to be their second win. Don't the Dolphins have two wins? How many wins did you say they get? Todd, rub my salt. We don't have to talk about that. <laughs> Todd, part of it, honestly, I think we should. Because, you think we should? Well, here's the thing. Okay. So I heard a pod, which I can't reveal why I was listening to this pod, but all they talked about was themselves. Right? And it was about their lives, and they're just two regular people. And it... it Came across as one of the most narcissistic endeavors that I've ever seen. Cool, you just told a 20-minute story about your lawyering. What's that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good. That's point. all right. No, but here's the thing, and I said this. The point that I, the point of the pod for us is talking sports for me. Well, I, I love sitting here and doing this. We'd be doing this anyway. Yeah. Like, and part of it is I do like to see whether what we said at the beginning of the year came true. Like, how good, how smart. So you want you want to rehash my Cincinnati win total. Well, I think we should rehash all of our all of our predictions uh, eventually, okay. right? Like, what was the point of making them? We're not even going to talk about how good we were. Well, I brought it up one time about fantasy, and you, you turned it down. What was it about fantasy? Though? Yeah, you want to do the real stuff. Yeah, I mean, okay. you, you, you always say, who cares about our fantasy team? I do. And I agree. I mean it. But here's the thing. I, I mean it. I agree that I just told a really long story about, about that lawyering thing. That's all right. But people always say that what they like is a mix between the sports and the pod. Right. Well, in our we don't want to be like the one pod you were just talking about that was narcissistic. Right. But we also don't want to be totally... We listen to a different yeah, pod whose different. name shall be nameless, where they literally just gave off stats and they gave off kind of like predictions right. and this is like what I that. think the coach is saying. With a monotone voice? And, and That's not us. It didn't seem interesting either. That's not us. You know, I, I, think we, I think we got something going. Uh, <laughs> as long as we keep a good mix going. As long as you stay on this Saints-San uh, Francisco game. Or is this still the red zone? No, this is, this is the Saints game. Nice. I went back. For fuck's sake, it's about that. 451 in the uh, third quarter. 49ers up 35-33. Here's the question, though. Is this live play-by-play pod what the people want? I don't think we're doing live play-by-play pod. I just think we this We break is, into it sometimes. I think this is by far the most interesting game, and I think that we are reacting to the game. 
So I think, I don't think it's necessarily live play by play, but I think part of the concept of the pod is bringing you into the every man's couch. Okay. I, I think we need to talk, you're, you're an every man. Yeah, no, I am a man, man, man of the people. Man of the people. Yeah, so and I many think that's, times. don't you think that's part of the part of the charm, part of the you know? Yeah, of some of it, but we can't go on too low while we're watching the game because at that point they don't care. Well, I agree. I think that's why we also have a list of topics, right? You know, which you never seem to want to stick to. Well, you delete my topics. You want to talk about playing or Derek Carr? The plan honestly kind of belonged to the segment before, but yeah, I mean, I could talk about that. What do you want to? Well, let's know. What do you want to talk about with Derek Carr? Wait a minute. Why not? Why well, okay. you? Do, do, don't you? Because no, you Derek have, Carr is the one I'm more worried about. Well, well I'm going to talk about the plan first. Okay, good. Because that's the college football one. They announced the college football playoffs today. We talked about that in the early segment. Yeah. In case you didn't listen to the earlier segment, then we got LSU. We got uh, Ohio State, we got Clemson, and we got Oklahoma in that order. And we got LSU versus Oklahoma, and we got Clemson versus Ohio State. Correct. So what I was saying with the play-in is, before this weekend, I thought that there was no real difference between Oklahoma and uh, Oklahoma and uh, who's the team that Baylor? we lost to? No, not Baylor. Utah? Uh, Georgia. Georgia. Who was in the number four spot. Before they lost uh, LSU. I think that's a fair right. statement. So what I was saying is, I don't think that there are usually eight great teams in college football and you need this eight-team playoff. And that's typically the debate, is what, when you're talking about the college football playoffs, is whether it should expand to eight teams. I don't think that there are usually eight deserving teams. I, I think it would be better still, in the sense that you could have a winner from each conference. Right. And then people you know, on the West Coast might care more. Because there's somebody from the Pac-12. I hear you. And and no, I don't give a much of a chance, but it could still be more fun. And some seasons you may have, you will have upsets, and it will be exciting. You know? Right. So then here's the thing: instead of just having a playing game, and maybe it would be six, but I don't think that the, I don't think that it can be more. And, and you have buys. well, but there's an advantage of eight because you could get the conference there aren't winner. Eight teams that are good enough. There just aren't. But there, there there could be sometime, and you'll get. Yeah, when's the last time that's happened? It never has. In the last five, well, I mean, probably the last decade. But there's an advantage to having representation from each conference. I realize so you can do that. And occasionally six. you'll have upsets. So you have the Power Five, and then you have that random team that we were talking about last uh, last night, which is like South Florida or uh, right. Boise State is the traditional. Oh, so one. you're saying right? But so you're, but but I'm saying take a. You, you, I'm sorry. So you're saying it's not important to have. A winner from each conference. What I'm saying is, no. I initially said a plan, which I still believe. I don't think the conferences matter that much. Yeah. Um, I would say that the committee should be able to select two teams to decide whether they're playing for that four spot, basically. So in this case, before before the weekend, uh, this last weekend, it would have been Georgia and Oklahoma playing for that last spot. Right. Say that. Say that Georgia had lost to LSU in overtime, and Oklahoma had still only beaten Baylor, like you said, with their third-string quarterback right. in overtime. Then there may not be a discernible difference between uh, Oklahoma and Georgia. So in that instance, you have those two play for the right to advance because the top three teams, LSU, Ohio State, and Clemson, certainly are in there. Yeah, but it's not always going to be this neat where, I, like, the five... You know, I think that usually it is, like, five and at most six. 
So what I'm saying is with your idea in terms of every conference being represented, then fine. Instead of doing a plan, I'm fine with having six and you have the five, the power five conferences all represented, and then you have the one random team. Now, it doesn't always have to be the Cinderella story of Boise State or Southern Florida or whoever right. it is. But with, eight teams, sometimes with they, eight teams, there's a slot to that. I don't like the eight. There are eight deserving teams. Like, that's my problem. But you're right? never going to get a non-power five in the top in the top six. Why not? Well, you of could, course, but you yeah, could. Of course, of course. I'm sorry, you could. Yeah. But you could also have that team undefeated and still at, like, eight. You could, you could. I mean, here's the thing, I guess. You would have the opportunity to have, whether it's another uh, Power 5 conference, like that second SEC team, right. or that Cinderella team, and you're right, that Cinderella team could sit at, like, at 7 instead. Now, in that instance, then, you can have a plan between those teams. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I think having... I just, it, it, it's too many. It's too much. There's no reason for it. I, I there is. You would have you would have more teams make it, and you would have more teams with a chance. I mean, the, occasionally you'll get upsets. You'll get a team, you know, storming through that that, that nobody thought would do well, or you'll get sure. the the, F, the non FBS team that'll win the game, or maybe two or three games or whatever. Sure. And uh, I think that would be enjoyable. All right. So you were worried about Derek Carr as one of the topics on my list as well. Mm -hmm. uh, I just don't find him interesting. I, he's not the most interesting person, but like we were talking about, part of the reason I feel like you know we do the pod is to see whether we know what's going to happen in the future of sports. Okay. Uh, whether you know whether we can predict. Right. Because that's part of the fun of sports is is basically predicting the future. Sure. So Derek Carr looks like in the beginning of the year the Raiders had a role and they were in the playoff. Uh, they look like they were going to be one of the surprise teams, and now they're losing by a ton. And Derek Carr looks terrible. Aren't they stuck with him? Didn't they get him a big contract already? Uh, they gave him a big contract, but I don't know how much of it is guaranteed after this year. Okay. Because everybody talks about the fact that John Gruden would likely almost want to bring in his own guy because that's just John Gruden's DNA, and that's what he always wants to Didn't do. did Derek Carr like, buy a house next door to John I Gruden? I know, which is, which is crazy, right? Yeah. So, my question is whether that, whether, I don't think that Derek Carr is long for open, the way that they're playing right now, and the way that John Gruden typically well, does want it, I think and the way that they've accumulated draft picks, because the reason the Bears don't have a draft pick is because it's going to the Raiders, right? Uh, correct. That's correct. The Khalil Mack trade. So, again, they're going to have two draft picks. I think he's pretty good, and, uh, I don't think they're going to get rid of him. If they want to draft him, I don't think they're drafting first round quarterback. I All right. I'm, well, you know what? Shall we put a bet on it? A long time since we've done the bet of the we week. Gotta, we got to start like uh, – the bet of the week? Well, I saw this thing in some of these places. I started looking around. It made me nervous. I saw this – I know somebody who works in like IT. Yeah. And he's a really smart guy. And he uh -huh. has like this, this uh, – Stuff that you stick to your wall. Okay. And it comes off, but you can like write on it and erase yeah. and everything. Yeah. Like a you whiteboard. Like a, uh, yeah. Well, but it's but it's but it's an adhesive that sticks onto a wall. Yeah, yeah, Todd. I mean, most people in offices have seen this sort of apparatus. Yeah, he's the dry erase. He's board. got it at his place, right? And I was thinking, man, we should get that and keep track of all the facts. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Are you gonna put a dry erase board here? You know what I was thinking that we could get was a dartboard for your apartment. You want to get a dartboard? Well, I saw this in July. Randomly, somebody was offering up a dartboard on, uh, on those eBay boxes or over something there? like that. You see those boxes over there? Christmas presents? Christmas presents. Well, I should say holiday presents because you're the uh, Jewish thing. But they are for your kids. I, you always you always come through on Christmas. And one of them is a magnetic dartboard. 
Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh. I actually watched a video. What are of, the chances? I, I know. I watched a video of, of like, a user reviewing it. Right. And he threw the dart to me. They, they, they stuck pretty good, dude. You know what I mean? Like, I think... Do you think, think, think maybe... Do you think they, maybe they, they staged that video a little bit? No, no. This was a user review. This oh, was it was a user review? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that they still might have staged that video? Well, people put reviews, like, on YouTube. I know, and, but I wonder whether it's because... See, I, see, I am very skeptical of the dark net. Uh, and I wonder whether they, whether they, basically the company puts this user, well, quote unquote, user review. They, they absolutely put user reviews on Amazon right. in written context. You're saying the companies? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like yes. for instance, Brad. Well, sh- and then I they, can't say this. they say ver- I've done that though for somebody. Oh, they say verified purchase. Which means they know the person actually bought it. Right. But all the company has to do is like order it. You know what I mean? And well, they, they or in my instance, I ordered something, a product that one of my friends' companies. Is it saw. Uh, <laughs> uh, Todd, why? Why in the world? I, it's a good product. I don't even know what you, I don't even know what that product is. But I did buy a product, and I did write a positive review for one of our friends. You know, that's one of the things we got to start asking our listeners to do. What that. that putting a review and giving us five stars on, oh, on iTunes. Really? That's a big deal. Oh, really? Yeah, it, it's such a big deal that podcasters often have to say, please leave a review and give, and give us five stars if you like the pod, because it moves oh, you up. It moves you up the Good rankings. Enough. Yeah, yeah. Todd, and by the way, one thing we were excited about yesterday is the fact that if you Google... Todd's, Todd's Couch Podcast comes right up. up. We exist. It's, it's, you know, we are on the map. Wow. We're on the grid. It's amazing in the new world that the internet is validation. Wait, Todd. <laughs> is that where we are, Todd? We've made it. society? We've made it, my friend. It's a crazy. So what's going on in this game? Because I haven't really been watching. Still 35-33. And we got the Saints who were driving a little bit, right? Yeah. So that was that Derek Carr topic as terrible as you thought it would be? We didn't get into it that much. Well, I mean, I, I guess yeah, at I the end of the day, there isn't much to say about it, except that I think... That's that true. It's a good, good, good discussion topic. that <laughs> <laughs> I think that they're moving, moving on from Derek Carr. Oh, we, we got a bet of the week out of it. Well, and we did get a bet of the week. Content, content, content. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Uh, should, we, uh, should we stop the pod and wait for this game to progress? What, what, how many minutes are we at? We're at 27. Well, we can talk about the Anthony Joshua fight because that happened yesterday. Yeah, today. Yesterday, Todd. Oh, yesterday. Okay, you're right, you're right. Yesterday. Yeah, Todd. Yeah. Uh, were we in the Well, I, I wasn't in Saudi Arabia, dude. That's a good point. And part. neither of us watched it. Well, we did talk about it yesterday. Yeah, we talked about it. Um, he, Anthony Joshua, who beat a 283-pound. Uh, <laughs> Andy Ruiz. Andy Ruiz. And beat, beat him up from what I read, right? You didn't see the fight, did you? No. Now, the thing that sucks now is HBO getting rid of boxing. I yeah. used to watch so many fights well, on HBO. if you were more tech-savvy, honestly, I you could see. always find a feed for it. Yeah. Yeah. So did you even try to do that with Anthony Joshua? No, I didn't even know when it was on. Oh, really? Yeah. I knew that it was on at 1230. I had May's birthday party, so I couldn't do that. Three kids well. It was phenomenal. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't I didn't try to watch it. I, but... Um, but Joshua whooped his ass, I guess. Yeah, I mean, the interesting fight is obviously and the biggest fight out there is Joshua versus Wilder. And totally. We just had Wilder who ended up beating, I think it's a guy named Ortiz. Uh, I think it's Luis Ortiz, and he's this big uh, Cuban heavyweight. And both times, which is often happens in Wilder fights, the guy was out pointing him. 
and the guy was winning was winning the fight, and then Wilder just yeah. knocks the dude out. Wilder doesn't really stay busy enough to win a lot of rounds. No, but he's more athletic. But he knocks guys out. And he knocks guys but he out. But relies on that knockout. Well, and that's the thing with Joshua is he absolutely outpoints guys. He said that he that the only thing they did while uh, while who is it Ortiz Ruiz was uh, out partying and drinking, was working on his craft yeah. and trying to get better. Although Joshua is a guy who knocks guys out. He's knocked out 21 out of 23 fighters. He said he knocks most of these most guys out. I don't know if he knocked out Wilder. Wilder has a good chin, too. Uh, uh, that's the fight everybody wants to see. Well, I mean, you would imagine that Joshua would end up outpointing him. and if We he need Wilder distance, not to lose to Fury. Yeah, that's Even exactly if he draws, right. I still want to see him fight Joshua. Fury's a guy who wins rounds. Oh, absolutely. You know? He was winning that fight, I think. crazy busy. Wasn't, you told me that you, I didn't actually see the Wilder-Fury fight, which is another great fight that I great missed. Great fight. And weren't you the one who was telling me that Fury was absolutely going to win that fight, and then Wilder just started to almost knock him out, right? Yeah, he knocked him he knocked him down, and it looked like Fury was not going to attempt to get up right. for about two or three is seconds. Is this the fight of the year? I don't Oh, for me, probably. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I mean, one of the better fights I've seen in a few years. Well, it's interesting because now we're in December and you're going to get all these different lists. And uh, anyway, Fury stumbled to his feet. Right. And he regained his faculties. Right. And he managed to dance and jab again and, 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 and outlast, you know, run out the clock. Sure. And it ended up being a draw, I believe. Yeah, no, it was. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a great, great fight. Great fight. Yeah, and then they're going to fight uh, in February. Yeah. So you can get that fight in February, like we were talking about yesterday. I think that you'll get Joshua fighting another tune-up fight, and then that's the problem with boxing. They they might not fight for a year, a year and a half, or something, depending on what happens. Very annoying. Anyway, Atlanta just putting a stomp down on Carolina. Mm-hmm. Carolina firing their coach, it, which was a weird time for them to fire their coach. Ron Rivera from the Carolina Panthers fired in the middle of the week last they week. Might, they might have their eye on somebody. I know. wonder who that might be. I don't know. You saw that uh, Florida State hired that guy Norvell from Memphis. Yep. Who's supposed to be a really great young coach. Yep. They, uh, they fired their coach in the middle of the season as well, uh, Willie Taggart. Yeah, I mean, I think you do that when you have your eye on somebody, you know, and you, wanna, you don't want them to get somewhere else. Well, that's a nice segue into USC retaining play health. And one of the things that I talked about at the party, one of the lists that I had, one of the things that I have on the list, I guess, to set the table is USC and UCLA. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, we're local here in Los Angeles, so it's a, these are two programs that would, that have a significant history in both basketball for UCLA sure. and football for for uh, USC. Of course. And right now, they're relevant. Yes. USC made. Well, USC's best. football is not relevant. Yeah, it is. And, oh, and that, that. It, it was the thing that frustrated the hell out of me. Where you were fine with USA and Grant, you're, maybe you're sabotaging the program because you're a UCLA fan. What do you mean I was fine? You were fine with them retaining Clay Helton and thought that it was fine and he did a great job this year. And they're 67. I didn't say that. Yes, you did. I said I could understand it. I said I, I, I'm not surprised, but yes. I wasn't really in favor of it. Yes, you were. You said that they closed well and you said that you thought he was doing a good job. You said you were totally fine with it. I wonder if it was on the pod. I'm not sure. Oh, we'll have our listeners let us know. Oh, I, I hope that it was in an engagement in the Valley. I'll have to listen to see whether it was. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Oh, because we were talking about that. And, and it's a shame. That's one of the reasons that we didn't pod on uh, Monday because I was sick. 
You think it would have come up? It definitely would have come up because he was kind of hanging in the wind. You think it would have gotten me? It took them four days to end up deciding whether they were going to retain or fire Clay Helton, which was weird in and of itself. And then they decide to retain him, which everybody at SC is outraged by because they are 67 in recruiting, because they aren't relevant anymore, because they're not going to any national bowl games. They haven't sniffed. The uh, college football playoffs, and this is from a program that is one in the 60s, one in the 70s, one in the 80s. In the 2000s, they were winning championship after championship. And the 90s, out. probably. No, maybe not the 90s. The 90s were a rough time. That's exactly I right. I remember that, actually. Paul Hackett yeah, and John the 90s were rough. That's exactly right. Okay. UCLA, similarly, with respect to basketball, is irrelevant. I forgot that they were even playing basketball. On they, they still have a team. But I don't they even suck. know what their, what their record is. They're like 6-3. and three. They got the new coach from Cincinnati. He's supposed to be a defensive guy, and they ain't playing defense. They're not on national TV ever. No, no. At a relevant program, and it's amazing for these two two of these storied programs to be completely irrelevant at this point. Sucks. Very annoying. Um, but uh, still early in this, in basketball, but it doesn't matter. The problem, and I was talking to uh, one of May's friends. That is funny. This dad dropped off his daughter because he does this fifty percent of the time. Where at kids' birthday parties, they're still at the age where either you may hang out and mingle with the parents. Or some parents just drop the kids off okay. at this point in time. Sure. My kids always want me to stay, which is less annoying. <laughs> so, no, it's it's the one dad who talks sports all the time dropped his kids off, right? Okay. No, uh, I mean, because literally all we'll do is we'll sit there and talk sports for two hours. It's great. Sure. What so else are you going to do? He comes in yesterday, and within 10 minutes, we talk through the sports for the 10 minutes that we're there. That's one of the best things about being a guy. Yeah. You, 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 you could not know a guy at all, but if for he's sure. in the sports, you're in the sports, boom. Yep. You're off. For sure. For sure. And it's fine. You can pass, you can pass the time. It's yes. all you need to do in these social yes. situations. You know how to avoid total so, social uh, breakdown. Right. Maintain a little social order. Yes. So anyway, so we talk, start talking, talking sports, and he's like, listen, USC also loses a whole other year. Uh, their program just... Oh, at least. Just sinks back into more, you know, mediocrity. Yeah. yeah. And what's the point? Uh, I don't know why they brought in the new AD. That's if they're, the if they're just going to retain Clay Helton, it doesn't make any sense. That's the that other was a big point uh, Petros made. It's it's uh, it's it's batshit crazy that they kept him. But I was wrong. I I am at the point where I now root for you USC just because I want some relevancy. For the Pac-12. Yeah, no, I agree. You know? that's, and that's the, another year in the Pac-12 is not uh-huh. represented at all. Oregon, I do think, is one of the better teams in the uh, in the country. But if we can, yeah, we can make we can expand this beyond USC and UCLA and really talk about the irrelevancy of the Pac-12. No, yeah. on and on about it. They're not great. In, they're not great in basketball either. So, no. Yeah, I mean, the last I don't even know the last. Well, Oregon tends to make a, uh, a run in college basketball every once in a while. But apart from that, yeah, they don't have anybody who's making noise on the national level in college basketball either. Not really. I feel like Arizona, you know, they'll, they'll have to put together teams sometimes. But. Yeah, but they're, right now, they're putting together more bad headlines than good. I, I think that coach is still there. Cool. Uh, oh, no, the, the, yeah, the, the guy. Sean who, Miller. The guy who got caught with. Eight DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, that's exactly right. So apparently caught in well, not exactly caught on tape, buying players or bribing players to. Well, hey, at least teams. he's at least he's trying. I, you know I what guess. I mean? Yeah. At least I mean, he's doing something. 
Yeah, that's well, UCLA, Dylan. That's, that's, so you're in favor of buying players. I like I, the I'm in favor of, of the... Uh, if you ain't cheating, you're not trying? That's right. I'm in favor of the mission. Todd. Yeah. Should we put a cap on it? Oh, I think we should put a cap on it, everybody. That's our new thing. Put a cap on it.